holy sweet mother of God shit. Hello, hello, hello. What, what, the, what the hell are you doing? I hope no one's eating dinner. The next best thing, every Monday night from 10 until midnight on Radio Free Brooklyn. Fun for everyone except for dear Jesus. Something like that. But while I'll be a Democratic candidate, I will be an American president. I'll work hard for those who didn't support me, as hard for them as for those who did vote for me. If you entrust me with the presidency, I will draw on the best of us, not the worst. And now history has delivered us to one of the most difficult moments America's ever faced. Four, four historic crises, all at the same time. Worst pandemic in over 100 years. The worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. The most compelling call for racial justice since the 60s. And the undeniable realities and the accelerating threats of climate change. This is a life-changing election. Character is on the ballot. Compassion is on the ballot. Decency, science, democracy, they're all on the ballot. Just judge this president on the facts. Five million Americans infected by COVID-19. More than 170,000 Americans have died. More than 50 million people have filed for unemployment this year. The tragedy of where we are today is it didn't have to be this bad. The president still does not have a plan. Well, I do. I'll be a president who will stand with our allies and friends and make it clear to our adversaries the days of cozying up to dictators is over. Under President Biden, America will not turn a blind eye to Russian bounties on the heads of American soldiers. Nor will I put up with foreign interference in our most sacred democratic exercise, voting. This is a battle we will win and we'll do it together. I promise you, thank you, and may God bless you, and may God protect our troops. Okay, folks, that was pretty much Vice President Biden's acceptance speech wrapped up in three minutes, and it was very good. People have been really kind of thrilled about it, and that's good. I'm glad people were. I'll give you my reaction in a second, but before I do, I want to play for you the immediate reaction that was played on CNN, featuring a panel of people. The first one to respond was Van Jones. Van Jones is a kind of a regular on CNN, a very smart guy. He pisses me off for a number of reasons, and you'll hear why early on in this clip. That sound that you hear all across the country is the sound of Democrats exhaling. That's what that is. We, people would, would have accepted anything. We just wanted Joe to get out there so, you know, sometimes when he gets out there, you're afraid he's going to make a mistake. He's going to have a gaffe. The, the set expectations are just so low. And then he came out there and he gave an extraordinary speech. Uh, it, it, listen, first of all, it's very tough just to do the biography. It's very tough to do policy. Very tough to do attack and contrast. Almost impossible to do all three well. He did all three well and it was authentic. It was an extraordinary speech. And we were prepared for it to be a terrible speech. As long as he didn't embarrass himself, we were going to come out here and praise it. You don't have to make nothing up tonight. Joe Biden did that thing. Okay. You know, those were fine comments there in the middle. But the beginning and end? What the hell is that shit? That is not exactly how you want to talk about your candidate. Yeah, jackass. And what pisses me off is that, you know, we have 
other people on this panel, Andrew Yang, Jennifer Grandholm, I think her name is, governor of Michigan for a while, and they're all kind of agreeing with him. To say that our expectations are so low, oh my God, we just didn't want him to go out there and embarrass himself. We would have praised anything, but this is really good. God damn it. That needs to stop. That needs to stop. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to start the show off negatively because I am happy with how the convention went. I'm happy with how Joe Biden presented his speech. He did a very, very good job, and it was a very good speech. And we'll get to that. Before we do, God, it is, this, is, this mic seems very hot. Am I hot testing? Hot mic testing? One, two, three. Okay. We'll be joined a little later by friend of the show, Dan Zimberg. He's been on the show multiple times before. Most, if you don't remember, Dan Zimberg was a rabid Bernie supporter. I don't know. Okay, that's probably a bad word to use. Not rabid, but a fervent Bernie supporter in 2016 and this time around. And we'll talk to him about where he stands right now on the election, who he's supporting, and whatnot. All right, so let's talk about the DNC, uh, the yeah, the Democratic National Convention for a minute. Uh, I actually thought that the pieces and the tributes they did to Bo Biden were very powerful, very touching. My favorite moment of the entire convention was an unexpected one. On Thursday night, there was a young kid from New Hampshire featured who I guess Biden had met on the campaign trail. His name was Braden Harrington, and he has a stutter. He only spoke very briefly, and I'm a stone-cold bitch, but it moved me. I mean, I, I have a short cut from his address, and I just hope I can get through it without getting emotional, okay? We all want the world to feel better. We need the world to feel better. I'm just a regular kid, and in a short amount of time, Joe Biden made me more confident about something that's bothered me my whole life. Joe Biden cared. Imagine what he could do for all of us. Kids like me are counting on you to elect someone we can all look up to. Someone who cares. Someone who will make our country and the world feel better. Now, there's a reason that 30 seconds, that 30 second cut sums it all up. I'm just a regular kid. Joe Biden took something that's bothered me my whole life and he made me feel better about it. Joe Biden cared. He cared. And there it is. That's it. He cared. That's the difference. Imagine you're on the campaign trail. You've got hundreds of hands to shake and you see all these people and you find a kid who says, hi, I, I have a stutter. And Joe Biden took time out of the campaign trail to sit down with him with a book of poetry that I guess had helped Joe Biden when he had a stutter. And he worked with the kid. He showed him what, like, you know, things that had helped him along the way. He cared. That's the difference. Donald Trump doesn't care about anybody. Donald Trump is a vile sack of shit. A vile sack of shit. Okay, you're listening to The Next Best Thing on Radio Free Brooklyn. We're going to take a very short break, and when we come back, we will welcome in our guest, friend of the show, Daniel Zimberg. And we will talk to him and see where he stands at this point in time. 
All right. Did you know that Radio Free Brooklyn has a free iPhone and Android app? No. That's right. You no longer need to be chained to your computer to listen. Just download the Radio Free Brooklyn app from the App Store or Google Play so you can listen to independent community radio wherever you go. No. You can find the iPhone app by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone. And the Android app is available at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Android. So download the app today and listen to RFB wherever you are. You're listening to the next best And that's all and okay. This is the next best thing. Okay, before we welcome in our guest, I have to play a clip that somebody actually sent in. That was This was actually from probably two months ago at least. But when I have people on the show, especially people who I know personally, it's a friendly conversation because, of course it is. That's how, that's how I am. I don't know what to say. But, you know, I want to play a clip just so it's clear where, you know, my position on something that may come up in this conversation. So remember, here's remembering back, back a few weeks. It is so important that come November, Donald Trump is removed. The Senate wouldn't remove him, so it's up to us. And that is why when I hear people like this calling into shows and speaking out on social media, it, it, is, it just leaves me at my wit's end. People with this mindset. Hi, this is Kathy from Illinois, and um, I'm wondering what are our chances of getting Biden to drop out so we can get a progressive in there? I'd like to see Biden. I mean, excuse me, not Biden. I'd like to see Bernie Sanders. Um, My second choice would be Elizabeth Warren. Um, They could jump right back in if, if... get Biden to drop out. Lady, what the fuck are you talking about? How can we get Biden to drop? He won. He won. And it wasn't close. I'd like Bernie to get in there or Elizabeth Warren. That's not how voting works. Dumbass. That woman sounds like she's fairly, uh, let's say, mature in age. She should know better. And she claims to be a a pro. She wants a progressive like Bernie Sanders. How? What is wrong with people? He won. There are still people sitting at home, seething over the fact that their favorite candidate didn't win. And he didn't win. It just kills me because it makes me think we are going to lose. If there are really, after what we've been through, it is unbelievable to me that anyone could still be sitting out there thinking, oh, well, I don't like Joe Biden. Oh, fuck this. I'm just going to stay home or I'm going to, you know, complain about it. What are you talking about? Do you really not care? about what is happening all around us, what is actually happening here and now, today. People being just kind of allowed to commit crimes, Trump being allowed to do whatever he wants, being a racist, (sighs) sitting, I imagine, on the toilet, 
rage tweeting for hours on end. Our country's going to hell. We are in a burning building, folks. The building is burning around us. If you're in a burning building and someone, a fireman, comes to rescue you, typically you don't look at him and say, oh, well, wait a minute. I mean, you're not exactly wearing the right helmet. And well, I don't think I re- are you with this, you know, fire brigade? Or, well, I'm just maybe I'll wait and just wait it out for a better fireman. The fuck are you talking about? The building is on fire. You're burning alive. <laughs> that is how this is. OK, OK. Let me make a few things very clear. The woman was not live on the phone. That was a voicemail, so I wasn't talking to her like that, number one. Number two, this was well after Bernie had dropped out of the primary. So this was not in the heat of the race. And last thing I'll say is, and I think I've made this pretty clear throughout the weeks on this show, but my original candidate was not Joe Biden. I was not a Joe Biden supporter until he won, quite frankly. So with that... I'm going to welcome in my guest, Daniel Zimberg, who hopefully just heard that clip. Let's see if he has any thoughts on that. Dan, now do you hear that and think how offensive? Hey. <laughs> did you hear that? Good to be here. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't see it as offensive. Good. Um, you know, I, 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 I hear her. Uh, you know, it, it, it seems like, you know, people are, many people are still unclear about how the process works. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are very, very tuned in, uh, yourself, myself. Um, who she she seemed a- like she had voted in a few elections. She should have known. She seemed like, well, we just don't want him, so let's get him to drop out. That's not how voting works. That's just not how yeah. this works. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, to just to play, you know, play her side of Please. the the field a little bit. I I imagine that she's probably thinking Joe Biden was not many people's first choice, and out of her, yourself, and myself, I mean, he was he was not our first choice. Was he your second choice? But he was Even enough then, people's I mean, first choice to win the primary. And that's and that's how the process turns turns out, of right? Course. I mean, that's that's just how the the dnc uh no that's how the election works (laughs) well the in in the the election is is run by the dnc is it not their rules right well i mean but it goes as you know it goes state by state and delegates are awarded based on who wins the states and by you know south carolina that was a huge boost for him and which it's funny because last time you were on the show it must have been right after new hampshire because at that point, the I way you so. and, the way you and I were talking was as if Biden was kind of an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, Re- really. Yeah, and I good. He was afterthought. You're you're exactly right. I mean, well, he was. Uh, I mean, he was still in it, but I mean, like he had not done well in those first primaries, and I think you, I mean, you were feeling pretty good. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I had thought Kamala Harris on that debate stage had ended Joe Biden's political career. Like, you know, I thought, <laughs> I thought when she, when she, you know, hit that I was that little girl yeah. uh, moment. I mean, that that was just like, oh my 
Oh my God. I don't know though. It was about busing. I mean, it was about a busing thing that no one really knew what she was even talking about. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was a, it was a relatively nuanced subject, but for people who it affected, I bet you they knew a lot more about it. Well, but it affected people of color and that's who actually got him. It's like just catapulted him in South Carolina. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's very interesting. You know, I don't want to discredit, um, black voters in South Carolina. <laughs> Don't I you? mean, you know, <laughs> but at the at the same time, you know, uh, South Carolina is a red state. It always in the general election goes red. So for us to always, you know, put so much leverage on the good people of South Carolina. Well, yeah, uh, but wait, Dan, the people who vote in the Democratic primary are not the Republicans of the state. I mean, like, obviously, Kansas sure. is a red state, but the the people who vote in that primary it's the democrats of that state yeah i guess my point is i was just surprised that it had as much influence um as it did and you know uh, then you had all, all everyone drop out and back joe um even to beto o'rourke who has been on he has been a progressive he has been well beto you know, o'rourke you know I, it was interesting he his, and everything well his his campaign was very interesting because he did obviously very well almost beat Ted Cruz. So he did very well in that Texas Senate race. And it kind of gave him the kind of the image of, oh my gosh, you know, he did that well in Texas. He really yeah. might have a chance. And then he just was, he had, he was, his campaign really never got off the ground. And I think that, I think that a lot of the times that is when you're in a campaign and you're wrapped up in it, you you have so much support as a candidate sometimes. Honestly, sometimes it can be super, super lonely. Um, but as a candidate, like everyone's saying yes, everyone's like, okay, what do you want? What can I do? And, you know, after, after Beto lost, like even, even I've, I've faced a couple of elections, um, supporting some really terrific candidates I know. and we've lost. And like the, the weeks after the months after, it's just like, you know, sort of that adrenaline is still there. Cause you haven't really, it hasn't really snapped in yet. And mm-hmm. one Beto ran, you remember that, uh, uh, that infomercial with his wife sitting there feeling like super <laughs> uncomfortable well and he was on the time. what was he on the cover of vanity fair i was born for this baby yeah that was weird that was weird that they even did that to him for him it was weird and that that just goes to show you that it was not very thought out i think they were just running off of pure adrenaline I, for texas i thought he was perfect and my God, anyone in Texas is better than Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Just like any any human being. You don't even have to be a human. If you are a puppy, you live in Texas, you are of the age, I will right. move there and I will vote for you. And I know a lot of people will. But Ted okay, but here, so this conversation kind of makes, because whether it's Beto or, you know, Stacey Abrams, now she reminds me a lot of Beto in the sense that like she did really well, but lost to the Georgia governor race and people wanted her to run for president or be the VP, uh, be the VP choice. But like mm-hmm. she lost, she came close, but lost in Georgia. And I feel like people have these kind of in surges. An unfair election. Yeah. An unfair election. Totally. Uh, I mean, totally unfair. And I mean, like that's part of why that's going to be working against us again, always until we can fix it. Yeah, yeah. If if your party controls the governorship of the state, I mean that is just But also a lot more whoever votes. has the White House is going to when we cuz the census is this year. 
and it will yeah. re we can you know it comes back to redistricting and who gets the money and where and stuff so that's kind of okay that's another reason why this election is so important but when it when it comes to people's kind of surges you know Beto was the flavor of the week for a while. Stacey Abrams got really popular. Kamala, after that first debate, surged and then flamed out. It does, you know, I think it's an interesting interesting thing to keep in mind for these newcomers who are real hot for a while but don't have any staying power. You have to give credit where it's due to these campaigns that can, they're not just going to give a burst of energy and die out. They run the whole thing. So it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people complain about the, Democratic primary process because the first states, Iowa, New Hampshire, they are almost completely white. I mean, also the whole process is like two years long. Yeah, it's, you know, it's bad. I, I think in England it's two months. They're like, we can't. We but, can't you, but you lament how much influence South Carolina has, but it just happened to be like the first one that Joe did really well in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, he wasn't my candidate at that point. And so, like, he wasn't my candidate until he won. Like, I wanted Pete to win. I was pissed off when Pete backed out. But that's not a hero there. When he won Texas, I was actually, I was really surprised. Yeah. That that O'Rourke endorsement, I feel like, came in in the clutch there. And I was surprised when Beto had endorsed him. I'm like, wait a second. Like, you are way more progressive than, like, a Joe Biden. And you almost flipped fucking Texas. Well, and now like, Joe might flip it. What is he? Listen, I, I whoever whoever <laughs> was there, I think has a good opportunity to flip it. I don't I don't know if Joe or Bernie would have a better chance, but I think Joe in his place as the Democratic nominee has a good chance to okay. flip Texas. Here's what I because this is the thing, and this is because so flip Texas, the whole thing's over. It is absolutely, <laughs> for, for, but we're talking about for like, and that won't decades. happen. Yeah, I was gonna say, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think we need to win Florida. If we win Florida, I think the whole thing's over. Because we, if we, if we get back Michigan, okay, this is getting ahead of ourselves. There's so much I want to talk about that I kind of, you know, the main point can get lost. So I want to come sure. back to here. Here we are. We have what, like sixty nine days until election day. Do you want it is close? Do you want Joe Biden to win? I mean, oh God, Dan! I I <laughs> want I want Donald Trump to lose more than I want Joe Biden to win. That's but fine. Yes, I want Joe Biden to win. Okay, so say, whatever that means, right? Like, say that again, though. You know, um, I I want Donald. Why Trump is it to so lose. hard to you? For why is it so hard for you to say it? I mean, like. Be honest. Like, let's have a therapy session here. What? Okay. Let me lay, let me lay down. Yeah, please. <laughs> See, well, here. Okay. Let me just play this. I mean, I wasn't yeah. going to break this out till later, but here's Bernie. He was asked. He was basically asked by Stephen Colbert of all people how you know he could get. Because I do will say this. I, as a Hillary supporter, I never felt like Bernie got enthusiastically behind her. You know that we've had conversations about that. I think uh-huh. he's done a much better job with Biden. Maybe not even because he's done a better job. I just think he believes it more now. And that's really all it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to measure really. I mean, I think well, he did ended up doing like 32 events oh. for Hillary. But see, that's, a, but that's I, the thing. You can't measure how many events he's going to do for Biden because right. they're all either going to be online. So it all know. comes down to the message does it seem genuine does it seem here's what he said to Stephen because Stephen Colbert asked him you know it was a long hard campaign obviously you know you guys you were the last two standing and you had some clear differences how so you know how do you feel now how can you get behind him and here's what Bernie had to say 
So I'm not here to tell you that Joe Biden's views are my views, but he also wants to work toward universal health care. He also has some very serious proposals to deal with the outrageous greed of the pharmaceutical industry. So he's going to move aggressively on prescription drugs. He believes in universal health care. He wants to have clean electricity, going to invest very, very heavily in wind, solar, and other sustainable uh, energies. Uh, he has a pretty strong criminal justice reform, wants to end private prisons and detention centers, uh, end cash bail. And I think most importantly on the economy, uh, he's coming from a pretty good place. He wants to raise that minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. That will be a pay raise for 40 million Americans. He wants to make it easier for workers to join unions, equal pay for equal work. He wants to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure as well as uh, climate change. So, you know, it's a different agenda than mine, no question about it. But what I will say is if the resolutions are in fact implemented, it would make Biden the most progressive president uh, since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And if we elect Democrats, if Democrats control the Senate and the House, we're going to implement that agenda, maybe even more. Okay, that was Bernie. That was two days ago. So, Dan, if there's one thing I don't believe, it's that he would say stuff like that if he didn't believe it. Well, I mean, I think from where we are. But everything um, he just listed, it's not it's not just correcting the nightmare we're in. The things he listed are progressive, even if we were even if it was just going from Obama to someone else. You know, I mean, there's a there's an argument to be made there, right? Like from where we are, those things seem progressive, but like the definition of progressive has to change. Otherwise, it is not progressive in itself. There's no progress there. So policy has to change. But wait a second. He's saying to get close to universal health care. Yeah, let me let me let me finish. Uh, That's a perfect example. Universal health care. I'll take that from you is you can you can say you want universal health care, which is which is uh, innately progressive. However, there's a lot more nuance behind the words that they are saying. And from from someone like myself, who is a democratic socialist, I believe the insurance industry should not be involved in healthcare because insurance is, is some, they just make a ton of profit um, off of the uh, inability of people to, uh, to receive healthcare. So I, um, I would love to see, I think more progressively would be a healthcare system without the insurance industry. Um, I think Joe Biden is someone who believes that we can reach universal health care with including the insurance industry. Well, for whoever um, wants it. But that's not even the point. The point is right now we are so far from what you just said that like it it's going sometimes, you know, like you, when we look at like big change in the country, even okay, let's say Bernie was the nominee. Like I still yeah. think it was it would have to be. To make real change, it sometimes has to be step by step, year by year, sometimes door by door. Like, it's hard to, you know, regardless. I have a question. Mm -hmm. I have a question. How come when we're walking in the direction or when we're moving in the direction of progress, it's always step by step. But we've seen that 
when we walk towards fascism, it's like you I'll know, we're you. zero to sixty. Yeah, because well, it's why, like why? Why is that? Why is it so much easier to move towards fascism than it is to move towards quote unquote progress? Well, for two reasons. First of all, and this is why Trump is so because you know when Trump talks about all of his accomplishments, he talks about getting out of the Paris Climate Accord, getting out of the Iran nuclear deal getting out of the World Health Organization, stuff like that, it is so much easier to undo things and to break things down or ruin things than it is to build them. It's like building a building. You know, when you build a skyscraper, it takes construction workers, architects, zoning people, uh, contractors, actual cement folks, like all this stuff. But to crash a building down, it takes just some religious zealot in an airplane. You know, number one. Number two, fascism is by definition like kind of authoritarian. It comes down to what is best for certain. It's kind of what is best for really one person, but definitely smaller groups of people. And what we're hoping for is what is best for everybody, more democratic, more, you know, if you want to call it socialist, but it is a democratic, even just voting getting everyone to vote they want fewer people to vote well i mean it's it's not just one party that wants that uh, i mean the democrats do a great job in new york alone of dan, making it hard dan, for other people dan, to vote but it's, dan, it's hard it's yes uh, see okay 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 well let's just put it this way then okay so you said you want donald trump to lose fine 100 percent. okay so there's no can you think of any Anything you care about, any policy you want to see implemented, whether it's in 10 years or sometime in our lifetime, anything that you care about that will be in better shape if Donald Trump wins than if Joe Biden wins? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you can you repeat the question? <laughs> Is there anything you care about, any issue, any movement, any, you know, platform that means a lot to you that you think would be better off with Trump as president than Biden? Um, I I mean, in this moment, I want to say no, right? But if are we talking 50 years from now? Well, you what know, are you thinking? Like, are, are we talking 100 years from now? Um, <laughs> I'm you thinking know, it, ever. <laughs> what honestly, you- it, 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 gives me, it gives me a little bit of hope that Bernie says that uh, you know, Joe Biden uh, is is sort of bending when it comes to, um, you know, like renewable energy and, and, and uh, infrastructure and union jobs. I love all of that. OK. Um, but at the same time, I wonder why in the Democratic platform that we still like can't seem to all be like, hey, like, let's divest from fossil fuels. Um, I, I don't know why things that are so popular across the party are so are so difficult to put into well i don't even uh, i don't even know like i don't see i don't know if i like that seems like divesting from fossil fuels how is that different from working towards renewable energy well well i mean it's it's the same thing you divest from fossil fuels you work towards renewable energy but the democratic party at least the platform and joe biden's take is that they are not going to divest from fossil no fuels. you heard just didn't you you just heard bernie say that he wants to work towards renewable energy yes yes but there's 
there's a couple of ways that you can do that. You can you can do that with a little bit of gusto, you know. Oh, like, Dan, but that's the my world point. Is ending or- but that's my point. So you think it'd be better off if Trump is president? I mean, I can't see. I I, I can't see. Well, he's undoing. The, he's undoing the, the long. Like he's uh, undoing any of that effort. He's he, the. So my my the only reason why I give pause is yeah. because I I wonder that if someone became president after Trump, if they if if they could still meet the scientist goals of what is it twenty twenty thirty twenty you need that we need to be relying on fossil fuels by like 2035. But that's you know, something I, that we I, have to work towards. Now we can't wait. I mean, the things he's undoing with fracking and all this stuff, he doesn't give a shit about the environment. I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you about that, but you know, uh, we've, we've picked someone who does not um, support a green new deal. Oh, <gasps> But you that's know, because he might he might work towards renewables, which is better than because a Green New Deal was never going to get passed. It, still, there are Republicans and there's still going to be drilling. There's still going to be a lot of fossil fuel extraction. But Dan, that's like my OK. You heard the clip I played. That's like with the analogy I was talking about. If you're in a burning building like, yeah, it's not the perfect person who comes to rescue you, but you're going to burn to death, like grab on and for dear life. And just right, get out of the building. That's the position, right? That's the position that we've we are in. This country has put themselves in, right? You, but that we're in that it. we that right, yeah. right, exactly. But that doesn't mean that we can't think of a better future of a better building to live in, right? But we got to get out of this fire is, first. Than one is on fire, sure. And I think that's I think that's the the Biden thing is this concept of a return to normalcy, which you know for a lot of people sounds really really nice. Honestly, like we won't be fucking gaslit every single day mm-hmm. with the new like very like Trump esque scandal. <laughs> I mean, know? but these are real things. Like, okay. There are certain things that don't matter, like when it comes to him, like, I, I don't even like when he I can't remember. He said something that was kind of stupid, but it was like, who really cares? But then there's stuff like this Russia thing and letting people off out of jail, real felons, just letting them out of jail. That's that's crazy. That's anarch anarchy. Well, what about not putting felons in jail? Okay, what? In the first place. I'm talking about like Roger Stone. I'm talking about his friends. So you're talking yeah, about like criminal fair, justice but, reform. <laughs> but I'm I'm more making a reference to the crime the, bill, the companies and the corporations and uh, who did not see who did not receive prosecution after the 2008 financial collapse. Okay, but that's a false not, equivalency. But they're not guilty. Is it? Yes, it is. Because like we're talking about a guy who lets his friends out of jail who have actually pleaded guilty versus a policy decision where to, you know, to bail out the banks because otherwise the whole like financial and the whole kind of world economy might have collapsed. And that's a decision Uh, he had to make. That wasn't right or wrong. I think that's an oversimplification. I I think that you can still prosecute people and still keep a quote unquote company around. Okay, but. But to, but right now to talk, talk about something like that for, as a reason to I don't know maybe I shouldn't vote for someone other than Trump that doesn't seem to make much sense that seems like kind of different different things that's not what's on the table here right please uh, hello I mean what what's on what's on the table here well between Trump and Biden it's a down it's kind of a who else is there 
Yeah, I mean, the choice, the choice is clear. Right. But we shouldn't not be able to have a conversation. We can totally have a conversation. Critiques or criticisms. Of course. You know, we've always. And and, and like that, that's honestly what will humanize Joe Biden more, which, by the way, great DNC speech. Saw it. Good. I was just like, okay, you hit a lot of a lot of good a lot of good points. You know, you talked about. His life, his dad, he covered his his uh, son and his family and talked about loss, which mm-hmm. is like a very humbling very thing. aspect that I think a lot of people are feeling of. But, you know, when when it came to him talking about policy or vision for the future, it's just it's not something that excites people. But like, obviously, like when you put, <laughs> you know, when you put one person next to a terrible person, that person is going to look effectively uh, obje- uh, subjectively so much better but that's what it is <laughs> you know what i mean like we're we have, yeah. yeah we have the I'm, primary fight yeah i mean i'm gonna vo- i'm gonna vote for him are you know, like yeah okay yeah. that's well that's huge and that's important now okay great i mean let's not act like that was a given dan you did not vote for hillary clinton you voted for jill stein so i'm glad we established that now dan dan <laughs> <laughs> the reason I have you on this show is because I know how plugged into this stuff you are. I know how much this stuff means to you. And I know that you work on these campaigns all the time. I see what you post. You post stuff about, you know, democratic socialists. You post, you posted me recently about the Actors' Equity Association. Like, you're plugged into this stuff. You have not posted anything supportive of Biden. And I know that's tough for you, and I know you don't want to do it. But let me just say this. The last time you were on, again... It was right after the Iowa caucuses, and I pointed out that you had posted, uh, you had made a post to social media how the top two candidates from that race were, a quote, a young gay Midwesterner and a Jewish socialist. And you were, you said that was reason to celebrate. That was a historic thing. And it was. Hell yeah. Identity politics goes a long way, for sure. I mean, it's, it's history. Okay. You know? Yes, absolutely. And I agree. And I think that here's the thing. Now, granted, Bernie was in there, but I was impressed that you were able to see, you know, something with Pete, who wasn't your top choice, and still find something to celebrate. Now, the reason I ask that, you know, Kamala being the first black Indian vice president. That's great. I'm glad you brought that up. Because on August 11th, you posted, so you do this a lot. You posted, okay, you posted Kamala is Kamala's getting the VP nod. What do you think? So you open it up to that. You never, you, you don't necessarily explicitly say how you think, but you know, you're... That's on purpose. I know. <laughs> because I feel like a lot of the comments say it for you. So let me read some of them. <laughs> so this was, what, 13 days ago. Now, I will say this, first and foremost. I think there were like 88 comments, and a lot of them were supportive and positive. But mixed in there were comments like this, quote, The cop and the segregationist resist, tone deaf, underwhelming, not the ticket of a party committed to beating Trump, a betrayal to the BLM movement. Dan. Are you serious? First of all, a betrayal to the BLM movement. Why? Because she was a prosecutor? She's a black woman. I mean, can't black prosecutors prosecute Black, black people bodies unfairly. Of, well, they can prosecute. Yeah. Now, wait. You say unfairly. Yeah. They can. They prosecute people. See, now I don't want to get into it. She did her job, and she was one of the most progressive 
district attorneys or in attorney generals at the time. Now, was she perfect? No, but find me a politician in any role who was perfect ever. It's still a reason um, to celebrate. She is still the first can black I say woman. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Perfect. Yeah, she's fire. Yeah, but she's been in there for. She just won re-election. Yeah, but she has more. Uh, I think she has more Washington experience in those two years than a lot of senators gain in a lifetime. I mean, how many of those senators oh, shit. do you even know <laughs> that? Do you even know the name of? She's speaking of of themes and subjects that people don't talk about in their day to day. Okay. Um, that's great. So and I love her. It's just really fa- fascinating. By the way, um, that's another thing you guys, isn't it weird how I, I mean, like I like her a lot mm-hmm. and like I, it's, when you bring her up, it's not like, I mean, I can see why some people are turned off by her because of what she, not because of what she says or what she does quite frankly, but because of, what she represents, which is kind of this whole faction of the party who apparently doesn't want to vote for anyone but Bernie. But the thing is, is that she doesn't represent that. She's she's campaigning for Biden and you apparently are going to vote for him. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if if it's safe to say that she represents these Bernie supporters that won't endorse Biden. I mean, she represents a working class woman. Yes, but working class family. But I can know. tell you. That there are people who I don't even know who I, I don't know. You can't really call them Democrats, but I do know people who when they hear AOC, they think of like the most left wing people who would not vote for anyone else, even though that's not necessarily true. Yeah, I mean, sure, you can. But don't you think that you can you, smear any candidate as whatever, whatever but, you want, if you have enough. Money. But Dan. Don't you think that you, I mean, as someone who says they're going to vote for him, it is so hard for you. <laughs> it is that I feel I want to understand because you're such, you're such uh, like a, I, you know, we're both Midwesterners. Is Mid- Michigan Midwest? Yes. It is Midwest. Now, look, you're turning, this is turning you off already. But like, <laughs> it's like, you know, I want to understand why it is so begrudging for you i because i know it's not ideal and it's not what we all wanted but we have to like isn't this the the idea of ending this nightmare the stuff that he's doing to people isn't that motivation enough i mean it it should be uh it should be for any voter who's plugged in you know i think that there are are a lot of challenges um, and, and a lot of it has to do with what we heard on the campaign trail today. You know, we heard of universal child care. We heard of a universal basic income, uh, you know, Medicare for all. We heard of a green new deal. Like we heard of all, like a lot of the, like we heard the word trans woman of color mentioned on a debate stage. Like, uh, like there, there's, there's so much more, that the actual party represents than a Joe Biden type. But, okay. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. But let me just say something. Okay, so you, okay, that's actually a great point, and that's a good thing to kind of pivot here, because when you talk about, because, I mean, we, you know, I've said that the Democratic Party's bad at messaging. You clearly have a lot of uh, issues with the Democratic Party, but. They are th- bad at messaging, I agree with you. But when you think back, and when I kind of take back a step back and look at the big picture and I see the first time 
a Catholic was on a presidential ticket. It was 1928. Al Smith, Democratic Party. The first time a woman, a woman was on that. Are you eating like Skittles? <laughs> no. Am oh. I, what oh. am I doing? No. The first time a woman was on a presidential ticket. 1984, Geraldine Ferraro, Democratic Party. Jewish on the ticket, the presidential ticket. 2000, Joe Lieberman, Democratic Party. First time an Afri- African-American, 2008, Obama. Woman at the top of the ticket, 2016, Hillary First woman of color, South Asian, daughter of immigrants, Democratic Party. Now, out of all of those pioneering tickets, only one actually won. 2008, Obama with his running mate, Joe Biden. So, you know, when there's plenty to complain about in politics always and and about the party and about the way the whole system works. But when I think of like, you know, when I think of the history of the party and kind of where we've been and what we've done. And I think about like, you know, the party that brought us social security under Roosevelt, Medicare and Medicaid under Johnson and peace between Israel and Egypt under Carter and, you know, broad, broad based kind of prosperity. And and if nothing else, a balanced budget under Clinton and, you know, Obama had his problems, but rescued the auto industry, passed healthcare reform, imposed tough new rules on wall street, you know, that's all the Democratic Party. And it's so when you say progressive and you define progress, progress is a progressive is making progress, you know, in whether or not you went from point A to point B, point B is the finish line. But there's you got to get there. You got to get a point five, a point six. You know, you got to get there. And sometimes it's frustrating. It's always frustrating, but it's better than going backwards. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I hear your point. I just, I just wonder what progress is going to look like, or like, who is going to be able to define what they see Joe Biden do as progress? Um, I mean, and like, I think, you know, I, I mean, in regards to like our foreign policy, you know, are we still gonna sell weapons to Ben Salomon, even though, you know? the international community has basically said that he was responsible for the death of uh, journalist Khashoggi. And so well, that's what we're doing know, now. Well, well, yeah, but like, how, how is, how is it any different that we sold um, that plan to sell a hundred billion dollars in weapons um, was actually, I mean, we, we did it when Hillary was secretary of state and, but that was Obama before they was, murdered Jamal Khashoggi. <laughs> Well, right, but it doesn't. It doesn't like differentiate. It's different. It is different. It, it's not very different because they they still held a lot of very conservative. Okay, but they took um, a journalist and they policy. tortured him and killed him. Sure, but they used to do that to political. De- they did that to political dissent all the time. You know, it, this isn't the first Saudi Arabian leader who has, you know, committed crimes against humanity of his own people. I mean, you know, have you heard the speech that uh, Joe Biden gave on the Senate floor when it was when they were talking about South Africans and the apartheid regime? Then you say on page 14, we must not become part of South Africa's problem. We must remain part of their solution. We must not aim to impose ourselves, our solutions, our favorites in South Africa. Damn it, we have favorites in South Africa. The favorites in South Africa are the people who are being repressed by that ugly white regime. We have favorites. Our loyalty is not to South Africa, it's to South Africans. 
And the South Africans are majority black, and they are being excoriated. It is not to some stupid puppet government over there. It is not to the Afrikaners regime. We have no loyalty to them. We have no loyalty to South Africa, to South Africans. That, for example, you know, like Trump is learning of bounties placed on American soldiers' heads and not doing shit about it. He's also, and you, you don't think they're killing their own people? I, I just think that there's a lot that is, uh, there's a lot that's messed up. There is a lot that's messed up, but that that did not come from Trump. It was revealed like people were like, oh, I hate that Trump guy. And also, oh, police are killing black people without uh, with impunity. Like, you know, like it's been happening like Tamir Rice, 12 year old Cleveland, like murdered Mm -hmm. 2014. Mm -hmm. Like Obama was president, you know, like like this shit. It it doesn't matter who is president or how well they speak. Like these are still issues of of people however real life people today so here's but here's a key difference are are they are they gonna see that joe biden is someone that will uh you know that will make things better for them i I don't know well here's a here's a clue i think i can't say here's some insight so donald trump sends military on his own citizens on our own citizens on american soil to get them out of the way so he can take a photo Joe Biden was asked by George Floyd's family to speak at his funeral. <laughs> so, therefore, in because it, because he had reached out to them and he had comforted them and he had made a commitment to them to make this a priority. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of are they going to see that as some as an indication of hope for them? They clearly did. They they he would not have spoken at that funeral had he not been asked. And Donald Trump. I imagine, yeah, yeah. Right. You would not, you would not want to impose on that. So, so there you go. So that's a that's a beautiful thing, and that's an that shows me that if they feel hopeful by him, then okay, you know, maybe I can feel hopeful by him in that regard. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I guess you don't you believe know, any of this. <laughs> no, no, I'm just trying to figure out, like, if you want to have a conversation on who's better, Joe Biden or Donald Trump, like, obviously, like, 100 percent all day, it's Biden over Trump. But like, if you want to talk about like what progress actually looks like and what progressivism is and like, you know, like what, like how much further we need to go as a country, you know, that's, I I think a a little bit of a different conversation. I think it is a different conversation. And I think that's a conversation absolutely worth having. Mm -hmm. But right now, see, that's my, that's my big thing is that like, I'm all for having that conversation. And when Biden's, if Biden's in office, hold protests do whatever you want to do whatever you feel what what fears you and many other democratic voters about having that conversation right now is that just because you don't feel it's helpful to his re-election because i feel to joe biden to joe biden getting elected not re-election his election so well (laughs) he was a vice president okay but totally different (laughs) i know it's it's because right now it's because like i said you know and i know maybe you hate this analogy i don't know we could change it to the titanic but I feel like we're in a burning building and what you want to talk about is what, what building we're going to move into. And I'm happy to have the conversation because, Hey, you might like tall ceilings and I like, you know, I want to have two bathrooms. We can have that conversation. That's an important conversation to have once we get out of this fire. 
That's my. Yeah. Bu- that's the only thing I'm thinking about right now because yeah, I'm I mean, scared. It's, it's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, and and yeah, that that's fear right there. And but I, I but it's legit fear. People, I mean, it's. I a, think a lot of people. I, I'm not. I'm not here to delegitimize anyone's fears. I mean, he did get elected. Uh, um, he he did kind of yeah, and he's been the president for four years, and we have a you know a really great opportunity to make sure that he nor his party come right. to power ever ever again love that um but but we're fools to think uh that if playing with the same gasoline and matches that started our house on fire in the first place is necessarily going to change anything do i think that joe biden can move on things uh, do i hope that he will him and kamala will do something constructive when it comes to criminal justice and um I don't know if they they probably want reform of the police. I don't know. I think Kamala might have mentioned that they do. Uh, I mean, they want about, they wanted, talked about defunding the police. Well, and no. like many people Whatever. just have no idea what people mean by defund the police. I know. So I think like, it's oh, bad... you're going to get rid of the cops. It's like, all right, first of all, no, like not. Well, that's not the thing. Instantly. I think that's bad messaging. But regardless, but regardless, my that's all because like like I said, you know, there's so much that we can talk about and that you know, and we do, and I like, it, and that's why I have you on. But right now, I do because you do have influence. Whether you think so, first of all, aren't you still registered in Michigan? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Dan, you're one of the few people I've had on here, including myself, whose vote actually matters. <laughs> Isn't that sad? It is, but it's true. And so I think if we really want to win, and again, I want to have all those conversations and I want to have the, you know, I, good Lord, I glorious praise the day when we can have a debate on how we want to go about reforming criminal justice or how we want to go about, you know, changing healthcare so that everyone has it. That would be great. I can't like, that's, that is a great place to be. But right now we can't even, I mean, like we are so we are so behind the, you know, eight ball that like we have to win this election to even get to a point where we can have those debates because right now there's, what's the point of debating them? We can never get them passed because we have, we control virtually nothing. Well, I would, I would probably make the argument that the executive branch is an incredibly powerful position and mm-hmm. that we have seen, um, for an example, the Republican party literally kowtow, to someone who they like swore off and would do everything that they could to stop him from being com- becoming president and Trump became president yeah, and they all kissed they all kissed the ring or the pen the veto pen they're, you know yeah, like that I think I think we all have to come to a realization that that position is so influential over Congress that even if we put someone in there like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or, or, or someone like that, like it would sway not only a lot of the party, but it would move a lot of the country because as, as executive branch, you know, you get to speak directly to the American people, use the bully pulpit. Uh-huh. That's what, that's what Bernie like was always like, he's like, I'm going to go to these motherfucking, I'm going to go Kentucky. I'm going to rally the miners against Mitch McConnell. And it's just like, yes, y'all well, like, like th- this, this is what he we should need. still we be doing that. Speak. 
Uh, in in all in many ways, he is okay. Good. But, so we're all on the but, same team. That's my point, Dan. We all we have to be on the same team here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I I I think for in many regards we are. It just I know just like we that. are. But like, but like, but like well, when like, I well, see the comments that people were posting about when you said, how do people feel about Kamala? It was like, you know, some people were positive, but then there was just sparking these negative debates that like, you know, how is that? That does not, that did not look to me like someone who wanted them to win. And I know that it's hard for you to even say that, but if you want Trump to lose, that means you want them to win. And I don't think it's, I mean, you make it sound like, okay, are we going to go to like have our teeth pulled without anesthesia or have stitches on our face without anesthesia. It's like, this is not, it's not a close call to me. You know, one's not perfect. Not, no one's perfect, but one is way closer to what you want than the other. Yeah. It, but I think people sh should be allowed to ha be able to have their critiques and criticism. Yeah. But otherwise, that was Otherwise, we're just blind, blindly doing things. You know, someone someone calls someone calls electing or nominating a prosecutor to the vice presidency during the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, former prosecutor, pro black woman. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, you can you can you can shape it any way you want. That's but just the still, truth. Like, prosecutors put people in jail. Yeah. Like, and some it, people should be in jail. Yes, but that is a shocking statement, isn't it? It's true, prosecutors, though. Prosecutors have also put many innocent people in jail. OK, OK. That's that like saying largely... a lot of murder. I mean, a lot of farmers have killed people. That doesn't mean I'm never going to trust a farmer again. I mean, like, you know, you can't paint people with such a broad brush. Plus, Dan. These, it's I'm, it's I'm these two. A prosecutor with their with their job description. No, they the job description put, is not to put innocent people. people in jail. I mean, some sometimes they do it. I know sometimes honestly, they do, but it's like, not the job description. I mean, just like sometimes nurses kill people. There was this one serial killer nurse. That's certainly not the job description. But we're getting see, we're getting sidetracked here. <laughs> I just, I, I my point is yes. by. Raising someone who was a prosecutor uh, to the second uh, most influential seat in—I mean, I don't necessarily know if vice presidency is necessarily it is. influential. But you're looking at one thing. Like, first of all, you're not even mentioning anything she actually did. You're just saying she was a prosecutor. I mean, not prosecute Steve Mnuchin. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to get. Well, into she could. What it. Do you, I mean, I don't. I don't want to. All right. I, I don't want to like like muddy the waters. Like you okay, know, so I want why I want can't her you... Biden to win? I but know. I think I think that it's neglecting a lot to not understand her past as a prosecutor, and you know, obviously, you, we should look at her time as a senator too. Yes, yeah, she's you been. You can't just you can't just simply cherry pick the good stuff and be like, oh, she was a progressive prosecutor but still like but some people have no good stuff i mean like that's the thing like you know like i like i said no one is going to be perfect but it's so kind of like isn't it, do you, what do we what do we do to raise the standards of 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 our politicians like once they're in office do? once they're in office you hold their feet to the fire and if they 
And if they don't, but isn't that already too late? Like, no, I mean, what do you mean? Like, so Kevin, okay. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I understand. I understand accountability, but what if someone is never, you know, at the point that you want them to like, like Joe Biden ain't going to legalize marijuana. And I'm just sitting here just being like, well, you don't even know that. I mean, like there was a time. Why not? Well, he's a Catholic. I don't know that. Yeah. There's pretty, I'm pretty sure he made it clear. He said that, but he also, a lot of people said they were against gay marriage for a long, 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 long time. And now who gives a shit? (laughs) He's a Catholic and he was the first one to come out and say, I don't care. I'm all for it. So he's not one to, he's not against changing his mind is my point. And regardless, look, my point is this, you know, you said once they're in office, holding them accountable is too late. Well, no, once they're in office, he's either in office or Trump is. And Trump doesn't give a shit about accountability. Uh, speaking more generally it's it's really it's challenging uh to have a conversation when um you know or or speak truths about criticisms or critiques about someone when they're always compared to against trump but that's who he's running against that's my point donald trump's asshole i know and but that is who he's running against fascist he's a racist right but dan xenophobic it's not between joe Trump and Susie. It's between Joe and Trump. Susie's my mom's name, and I well, she totally gets my vote. Wouldn't you love to see her? Okay, but 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 wait. You know what? I bet you, and this is going to upset you, but I bet you, Susie, Susie Zimberg probably has done something that somebody around these parts might not like. You know, and I guarantee you, if I would run for anything, which I won't, uh, people would hate all sorts of stuff. Okay. But my point is this: yeah. when you you come yeah, back my to my mom's pretty much a square. I love her, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you called her out wrong. She is perfect. She is very much a she is very much a square. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. But my point is, you say like it's tough to have a conversation when it's always compared to Trump. But my point is that is the only comparison right now. It is him and it, by it was him Pence. Biden yeah, Kamala. sure. In the con, in the context of an election, this election—that's all I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> but like, we've already, we've already, we've already discussed. Like, not really, we, because that's my point. We think we should vote for. Yeah, but you don't. I want to well, look. I think that you have a voice, and people, you know, when you, I think it could do a lot. You want me to be more vocal about my support for Joe Biden? Well not more vocal you haven't posted anything i mean like you haven't encouraged it i feel like look based on what happened last time this election could come down to the narrowest of margins and you vote in in michigan and the, you know you grew up in michigan you know people in michigan like who knows i think it is so important that we do all we can to not just vote but you know get people to vote and again, yeah, I'm not yeah, telling you I mean, to change I mean, it, any it, of your beliefs. You, I mean, I, this whole conversation, I have not told you, you know, that I've not tried to dissuade you from any of these beliefs. My point is, in fact, once they're in office, like I said, if they, you know, if they don't go far enough, fucking talk about it, yell about it, post about it, do, you know, go march on Washington, do whatever. But like right now, I just feel like it is so oppressive, this whole like, oppressive regime of every day we're hearing about these awful things happening to people and happening to the country and happening to other countries. He's making us making a mockery of us. And it's just like, let's get back to zero and then we can, 
work towards making real progress. Hmm. Zero. Well, I'm Love just talking that. about media. I'm talking about <laughs> get back to equilibrium. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear you. And I, I think that that's what a lot of people in the country want. I just think that <laughs> once we remember what zero was. It was better than this. <laughs> yeah. But anything's better to, than fascism. Yes, I know. and But, but that's what we're in right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's. Hell yeah. But Dan, I don't, I want, I just, oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like you just said that when you post those things and you don't, you say, so what do you think of Kamala? It's because you know that other people are going to voice your feelings. Okay. Well, but also I get to, I get to learn it's subjective, right? I guess, I guess. And like, and like some people were, were like, this is tone deaf. And I'm like, okay, like I can see your point. What? And some people that you were, were being like, tone deaf. No, no, no. That like, well, of the course you can see the point. Prosecutor during the black lives matter movement is, well, tone of deaf. course you can see but the point. Also, it's your point. Also, some people were like, this is very historic. You know, I'm proud. She's the first black woman. Like you didn't read any of those positive yes, well, like, no. connotations, but that was I, know, the, I, I said I, there were there. I feel those. Yeah. I feel, I feel those sentiments. Okay. You know, I, I do, I do think it's, that that her being there is historic you know it's the most historic thing about that camp that ticket Mm -hmm. you know i honestly i i like she has a lot of work cut out for her and like (laughs) i wonder like oh my gosh it's probably terrible to say but like how many times do you think joe biden is gonna say something stupid and then just be like oh we'll have kamala clean it up you know just like again that is something to worry about once they win (laughs) yeah once they win, Dan, I want to I mean, see you. What, I want to. I, I want. I I'm trying Kamala to get you excited. Respect. I want you. I do. I want you to be excited. I think. I don't understand. Like, I know that he's not perfect, and I. And again, he wasn't my top choice either. But he's a yeah. good person, and like he, he will work. I mean, like he, he might not. Okay, you might want to end up on third base, and he might end up on second. But that's better than never leaving home plate. Sports analogies. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you about who should I be know the that. next president of the United States. Then why don't you, why don't you push that? You know, because like again, I've, like I said, you never hesitate to, you know, push and promote stuff and shout it from the rooftops if you really believed that this was important. What? Yeah, I'm just. I he's not someone that you that, love. Uh, I get it. Can, yeah, there's there's not a lot. He doesn't have the Ruben Stuttered effect. What? <laughs> what is that? American Idol. I know season. who he is, but he's he's <laughs> faded out of. Two. No one even knows who he is anymore. <laughs> Did I just eight, show my age? No. Look, I want so bad to feel like we. <laughs> You said you're going to vote for him. And I appreciate that because let's remember yeah. you didn't vote for you voted no, for Jill a, Stein. I'll make a I'll make a post. Would you? You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, it'll be before the election. Okay. But like, but it know, can't I'm be gonna, like it can't be like look, you know, we have this shitty choice and blah blah blah. <laughs> All that's going to do is stir up your base. Yeah, don't be honest, Dan. It's not about that. It's not about, he's it's not that shitty of a choice. It's a historic choice. I mean, sure, it's it's historic. And that's good. 
Look at the positives, but, Dan. You're such a. I think that's that's what I was trying to say earlier. You're such a positive guy and like a good person. Why can't you see the positives here as opposed to just seeing what they aren't? I mean, it's it's just you know the history is very identity politics, and I'm I am personally someone who, and maybe this is just like a per- perception of uh, privilege, but like I more prefer. Uh, um, policy that can actually help people out, the, as opposed they have to that too. Just these, just these figureheads. Jesus, to 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 a degree, to a degree, you know, it's it's not where I'd like it to be, but you know, they. Uh-huh. What 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 can I do other than, you know, vote for someone, vote for them, and they're going to strengthen unions and that they're going to fight for renewable energy and a $15 minimum wage and equal pay for equal work, which I thought we already had. I thought the Lily Ledbetter act fixed that. I guess not. Wow. Um, but also, I mean, you heard Bernie, I, do I need to play it again? <laughs> Maybe no, I should no. play it again. What are, you, what are you trying to convince me? Well, cause you, that, that there are reasons to be, there are hopeful things to vote for. It's not just voting against Trump. There are things to look forward to and to vote for yeah i don't know i just i mean i i hear you uh i yeah i respect what you're saying I you just, just don't like, agree I'm, I'm all i'm all hoped out after obama but how know, can you how can you say that how can you like, be such like dan you were posting like within a few weeks ago you were posting something about writing a bernie sanders musical how can you be so devoted to bernie and then not not believe him when he says those things let did me play I it say, again. Let me play it again. Did I, you did, I did say that? You said that you said it's let me just play it again. Let's listen. <laughs> okay. So I'm not here to tell you that Bernie Joe Biden's called. views are my views. Act but one. he also wants to work toward universal health care. He also has some very serious proposals to deal with the outrageous greed of the pharmaceutical industry. So he's going to move aggressively on prescription drugs. He believes in universal health care. Uh, no, no. I Did you hear that? Didn't hear that. He I believes didn't. in universal health care, okay? He wants to have clean electricity, okay. going to invest very, very heavily in wind, solar, and other sustainable uh, energies. Uh, he has a pretty strong criminal you know, justice he, reform. Wants I to, can't hear it this and, time, no. Well, that's weird. Why not? Did I, I Yes, you can. You're just not listening. <laughs> no, no. All right, whatever. Me. He said he wants to, he wants to, he believes in universal health care. I just don't understand. I just don't understand Bernie's 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 saying this is really important. And I know you're going to vote for him, but it should be urgent. That's what I don't understand. Like, that's what I, I told you. I had a, another friend on who was a big Bernie guy. And it's like, he was like, yeah, you know, I mean, whatever. We'll see. Like, this is urgent. This is a scary time we're in right now. You know, don't you want to be able to go outside and breathe the fresh air and like go back to work for fuck's sake and perform again and be on stage and or do anything really go to a restaurant that I mean yes but that hardly has to do with who's president and sure it does the response the response to the pandemic this could have been kids this could have been handled so much better and it would not have lasted half of a year and more oh yeah yeah I mean I I, I you know you're absolutely right the way it was handled is just terrible and like I I'm shook I'm like really shook when I see people like Andrew Cuomo at the DNC saying how good of a job he did. And I'm just like, yo, like 30,000 people are dead in your state, man. Like 
do Look you at not you. understand the cognitive dissonance that is just like coming out he, of your First of all, he didn't right say now. I did such a good job. He said that we are at no, the other end of this. he wrote a book about it. He said we are on the other end of this mountain. And that's uh-huh. true. Regardless, Jesus, look at you going to the negative. Dan. I mean. Oh, Dan. Dan. He ain't a good person. Do you want, I mean, I just don't understand. Bernie is telling, Bernie is, Bernie is making it very clear how important this is. And it doesn't, yeah. and yet you're going to vote for, but like, don't, if you really want to win. I know. I don't know. But don't okay, you. Okay, so what? So what get, do you want uh, from me, Jonathan? Get, I want what do you, you want from me? I want you to kind of rally the troops and have some enthusiasm. If they don't, it's kind of like what I said, you know, if they, you can tell when someone, uh, I don't know. Okay, fine. Don't believe in it. <laughs> what I mean, like if he loses again, here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. We only have five minutes left. I just want to say this because oh, yeah. last, the first time you were on this show, it was yeah. right after, it was right after the election and it was a dark, scary time. It's only gotten worse since then. And this is before <laughs> yeah, the election. It seemed a lot brighter than uh, where we are right now. Not even. I mean, was it was a dark, right up. Scary time. Yeah, but like, and so now that was that was right after the election. Now we are sixty some days out from the election. We have a chance to end this, and I I want to know that we are all on the same team and we are working towards ending this. And again, once it's over, then let's argue and debate all sorts of stuff about how far we want to go in this policy and how, how we want to handle healthcare and all that stuff. But we have to get to that place before we can have those debates because right now we can't have them there. I mean, we can have them, but... Why, why not? Why can't we, we can, talk about it? We can talk about it, but... It, I mean, it, you already know who I'm, vote, who I'm voting for, right? I'm voting, I'm voting on your team. Like, why can't we have these We can talk these because, because it goes from being theoretical to being real. We can actually implement them and we can hold their feet to the fire. Trump... He's just not going to listen. He's not going to listen to us. That's that's Yo, why. So I honestly, guess honestly, if you want, like, I see him pulling out some maneuver, like three weeks before the election. I see him doing something like canceling student debt or something really <laughs> just like wild. He won't do that. <laughs> I mean, the dude will do whatever he thinks will get him elected. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if you can count it out. Uh, canceling student debt would take more than a week to do anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, but still having that pass. So like, you kind of now look at you. You're promoting Trump. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm just saying. I think that he would do something. But that's 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 like the that. most hopeful thing I've heard you say all night, and it's about him. All right, Dan. We're gonna get cut off, but I I'm glad we had this talk, and I hope. I mean, I hope. I. So okay. I'm glad you're going to vote for Biden. I just don't want, here's what I fear because I were, I did want Hillary to win and I pushed for, and I argued for, and I fought for, Mm -hmm. but every day since then, I've thought to myself, you know, maybe I could have done more and maybe, maybe it means more to me than it does to you. I don't know. I don't, I never, I never thought so. I never would have guessed so, but like, but like, I don't want anyone, you or me to think after this election to think, wow, maybe I should have taken it more seriously. Maybe I should have kind of, you know, tried to get, get more people to vote. Maybe I should have done more. Now that's not, I mean, I don't want to be, you know, presumptuous in terms of like, you gotta, you gotta meet people where they're at. You know, there's a reason why. That's why I think it's important for you because you are having more, I mean, it's, it's easier for you to connect with the people 
that, you know, like comment on your post than it would be for someone like me, obviously. But here, here's the thing, right? Like we're talking about like my Facebook bubble, which is like, but it's small pretty, well, like, but I'm talking about in general. I mean, it's a microcosm. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is the microest of microcosms. You know, you would reach more people uh, jumping on the Biden dialer and just like sure persuading them to vote. A lot of people on my, my Facebook, they're already decided, you know, I'm, well, okay. I'm from a very liberal part of uh, Michigan. So we so, could both I do mean, that. <laughs> or you, the mo- the least you could do is post something. <laughs> and I think I it mean, would mean a lot. I'm, you know, I, I always make a, a general election post. So I'll make sure that I make it. Uh, Maybe make more than one. Al- All right. We're going to get cut off in election. one minute. Do you want to throw out your like Twitter handle or anything? Um, yeah, um, at Dan Zimberg, um, also want to send uh, love and solidarity to Jacob Blake and his family. Um, they, uh, uh, Jacob, uh, was shot by police out of Kenosha. So I just wanted to, uh, spread Wisconsin? some awareness about him. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It was just, just yesterday, uh, right in front of his family. I think I actually atrocious. saw that. And, isn't, and I yeah. think they're, they're, were they arrested? Oh, the cops? I mean, what? No, oh. <laughs> no. Well, some, I saw something. All right. Well, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. At Dan Zenberg, Black Lives Matter, and uh, <laughs> to uh, talk to everyone uh, soon. All right. Thanks Thank for you, me Dan. On, John. Of course. Yeah. Anytime. Hopefully, come back again before the election. All right.